Darren Belt, Jackie Becker, here to preview the upcoming season of Caw Valley Kickball. Thank you very much for joining us here at Lawrence.com. Thanks for having us, Kevin. Pleasure to be here. Oh, no, the pleasure's all mine. Um, we are here to preview and discuss the impending <laughs> uh, kickball season. But before we get into the future, it's best to understand the past. <laughs> so my first question, kickball, why? <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> well, first of all, Jackie, uh, talk about your own uh, history in Cobb Valley kickball and how long you've been associated with it playing in the league and what keeps you coming back? Like a battered spouse to an abusive relationship, why do you keep coming back to cycle of violence, man? Cycle of violence. No, I I guess I started many years ago. I played on Seventh Heaven's team. They were the team that wore jeans and you know button up shirts, and we weren't very good. (laughs) I believe Patrick Drew was on the team. Ah, I'll bust his balls about it later. And uh, pun that might be the title of the article. Anyway, I'm good with that. And then uh, a year later, the Granada Bagel Shop, Josh Hunt, decided they wanted to have a team and asked me to play. And I was like, I want to play. And we were pretty bad. Actually, we, we sucked, as most teams who begin the, the league are. You don't really understand it. And the next thing you know, you want to be a jock. And I guess I've been playing now. It's been five years, but competitively, I think I've been a, a player for four years, and this will be my fifth season. Oh. I love it. And uh, well, let's 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 scratch a little deeper. Uh, what's what's the psychological compulsion that keeps you coming back? Is it the uh, the athletic competition? Is it the guys in short shorts? What is it? It's got to be the short shorts. Oh, there's, there's nothing better than a testicle popping out while while, while they're running. Yeah, let me tell you, I love it. <laughs> That's part of the psychological game. It's exactly. Everybody's too busy staring at your truck nuts <laughs> to play the game. Your balls bouncing off of your. Jeez. Yeah, there are balls bouncing off of your head. Uh, it, it does happen. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, there's such a camaraderie with it. I mean, there's just this family. Uh, you know, it's it's summertime first and foremost. It's it's when most of the students aren't around. It's sort of towny. It's locally grown businesses that are locally based usually, and all different age groups of people can participate. And I, I think in that respect, it's a lot of fun. I'm a very competitive person. I, I always had been. I was a swimmer at KU, so I thought I had you know, repressed that. But uh, <laughs> kickball definitely suddenly brought it back out in me. And, and so it's, just, it's, it's, it's a fun sport to play with some really amazing people, honestly. It's, just, it's a really nice family thing to do. It, it, it is. It's, it's an extension of our community in terms of it's, it's how we build miniature neighborhoods without the houses. You know, we have... Uh, the more we play with uh, fellow kickballers, the more familiarity it breeds, and then the more the the, the larger the expanse of our the consciousness in terms of uh, how we get to know each other and what we know about each other, and um, just the overall beauty of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> playing sports. By the way, in, 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 I'm glad that Jackie mentioned about her previous endeavors because they seem to be not very well documented. And I'm glad that you pointed out your scholastic endeavors via swimming. Because <laughs> Jackie Becker is competitive. I, unfortunately, yeah, it's a. There's a lot of us, though. I mean, that's the thing. You know, our at least the Sacred Sword. We've got a lot of very competitive people that, you know, you'd be like, oh, they're just a bunch of music dorks. No, we're kind of heavy. Highly competitive, sometimes quite angry 
kickball players. Well, You're think about, think right about to the dorks. Death. Dorks are very competitive. They are. Be it at World of Warcraft. Yeah. True. Uh, comic booking. Comic booking. Yeah. Yes. Comic booking. Yes. Is that like scrapbooking? It's, it's very, it is. It's like athletic comic booking. Yes. And LARPing. LARPing's LARP. one of my What's favorites. LARPing. Live action role playing oh, games. You've never done it? I've never LARPed. You've never LARPed? Oh, goodness. Oh, you've you never haven't lived. lived until you've LARPed. <laughs> But in a way, kickball seems to fulfill some of those fantasies because uh, at least some of the teams do take on personas and identities, uh, almost like tribes, bands, uh, <laughs> warring fiefdoms. The, yeah, hordes, <laughs> like Mongol-type hordes. Yes. You know, I've noticed, I think that is fewer and f- um, farther between now, which is maybe sad in terms mm. of uh, those little miniature cultures that kind of pop out of the teams, like specifically the pirates. Yes. And even some, what, the Dead Cats last year. And the Sacred Sword mm-hmm. has its own culture. And, and, yeah. And then uh, every team really has its own culture. But the, the really dynamic um, Babylonian culture of the pirates, <laughs> there just aren't many teams like that anymore. And, yeah. it, and it's a little sad because they used to do the dance like we've spoken about before. Which was and, amazing. I documented it. Yes. Like an anthropologist in the field. <laughs> <laughs> We can hopefully unearth that one in 100 years, and they'll still be fascinated by it. Um, And uh, it should be pointed out that uh, Darren is actually an administrator within uh, Cobb Valley Kickball. And so you uh, serve also now the function of historian. Uh, Give us a little bit of background on Cobb Valley Kickball, how it started and how it has blossomed, matured into the post-pubescent wonder that it is today. Well, I'm in the seven- and eight-year realm here, and I think that this will will be our eighth full year. Yeah, eighth. Eighth full year. And actually, um, we have a blog that has a miniature history on it. It's on um, an an, uh, unfortunately named Darren Belt Word. (laughs) Press.com. <laughs> and so egomaniac. But, yeah, it is. Yeah, you know. Anytime it's a promotion, I'll take it. You know, I'm shameless that way. Um, so the history began as uh, eight downtown oriented teams um, that kind of got together. Sort of like we I use this term a lot, guerrilla kickball. They would kind of show up at fields and they, they had roughly the times they were going to play and they would play their games and be good spirit about it and they would go on. And, I, and then the, as popularity grew, the keeping it small became more and more difficult, so it had to become more organized. And uh, so, six, seven years in, we now have uh, 28 teams, and we have you know another four or five knocking on the door wanting to play. And mm-hmm. I, I gave you a really brief history. The, the substance of the league speaks for itself. I mean, every person who's played for any length can give you, you know, you your allegory, your metaphor, <laughs> and any story that you want regarding the league. Uh, the um, I think the the thing that drives people to play is that to me it's the extension of youth. It's being able to play a kid's game in an, an adult level um, with a modicum of responsibility, and sometimes even less than that. So uh, I think that's the appeal. And and it you know and it is we can be respectful to each other during the the gladiatorial combats, and we can also. Um, do productive things and constructive things like we raised money for healthcare access at the end of last year, which was, which was a big deal for us. So, um, you are pillars of the Lawrence community. Well, you know, uh, but going back to that childish aspect yes, of it, um, <laughs> and I'll ask you, Jackie, uh, what are some of your favorite anecdotes from seasons past involving either really childish behavior, <laughs> tempers flaring, uh, heat stroke, injuries, so on and so forth. What, what leaps to mind as a quintessentially kickball story in your mind? 
I mean, there, there's just so many over the years. I mean, I, you know, for me, one of the earlier ones was when it was uh, broadcast on KJHK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was broadcast on KJHK. Absolutely. And they, they had a hot dog cart out there. Yeah. And it was just crazy, just fun. And, and I don't know. It was, that just was the third year. Third year. That was, that was the third, third year. year. Yeah. So I guess that was, yeah, that was the third So, and just being there and watching it and just seeing this camaraderie, but this sort of, you know, well, we're going to have this and that. We're going to dress up funny. And it just, it was, it was really dynamic sort of for me. I mean, this, the Sacred Sword, you know, a couple of years ago, we definitely went over the top while playing the final game against the Pirates of the season out at Hobbs. Uh, we had a band play, a metal band. <laughs> so everything was like, sword! You know? And my brother was in town from Istanbul, Turkey. He dressed up as a dragon and ran around the field. Uh, some of our friends, we had explosions, we had fireworks, we had water balloons, and we still lost to the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> because we were apparently too busy with the production aspect was, yeah, of the game rather was, than playing was, the game. That game was, that was an upset, too. Yeah, it was. They were, they yeah. were predicted to win that game. Yeah, we, we, I think we assumed we were going to win, which you know what that word means, mm. and we lost. And, but it was a lot of fun, and it was way over the top. I and mean, we had, like, hors d'oeuvres. We, we passed a, like, sacred sword shrimp, and we had koozies for <laughs> the people in the audience. We printed tickets. I mean, so in, in terms of our team and, and going over the top, we definitely – uh, I think we're victorious on that. And, you know, obviously playing against the, the Pirates and, and their legacy over the years of what they did and the dance and, and whatnot and, and the water balloon attacks and the mm-hmm. sword attacks. And it was, it was you know, it, it, you know, summer theater. You know, that's what it was. I mean, really. But I, I think, you know, there's always something every year. There's always a big fight or a, a sort of a mild rivalry or, you know, I don't know, people – spewing words at one another intense and you know, moments. intense moments that eventually all get worked out in the end and you know it but it's it's sort of like the final game every sunday night we have the late game at hobbs and it's kind of like a strange wrestling match because it's like you're in this stadium and there's this fence and like people are like shouting at you <laughs> and they're shouting dope. back at you it's kickball it beyond thunder really, it's, really, cage, it's cage match it's cage match <laughs> it is cage match you know people are climbing it and and whatnot but i mean there's there's all kinds of characters and people and strange things, you know, that occur at all the different games, you know. So. And I think through all the ridiculous behavior that we have, there was there are some shameful acts during the year. I mean, we have people doing blow-ups on their own teammates or um, having, or shouting arguments with um, opposing teammates or opposing members of the other team. And and I think w- one great thing about our league is that we do the end-of-the-year party, and I think that's a time, if, if there isn't healing that occurs, I think that's a good time for healing to at least rear some of its head. At the we, last this year we did at Liberty Hall and it was easily the best yeah best by far part, yeah by far party we've done so far yeah and, 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 and we yeah no it's just yeah you're, it, it is that thing where I do feel that even though you may not get along with someone throughout the season or whatever suddenly there's either you know the, the end of the year party where we figure out or we have the great website with the forum on it where mm-hmm. people can talk and work it through so it's it's very you know it's it's our little organization has this voting world and this rules and, and there's there's things that have to be followed but. It also gives you a voice to speak how you feel if you don't like a rule or, or, or something upset you, and you can you can discuss it and, and have a, a voice and a thought on it. And then again, yeah, through a big party at the end of the year, everything's great. <laughs> we can't wait till next year. One of the great things about discontent, if it does happen, is it, it pushes people to be more proactive and become involved. So if there's something they don't like about the league, they can get their hands in there and really make a change, whether it be with a rule or a process or, or just how things go on them. The logistical side. And that's actually a good segue into what 
might be different about this season and uh, what process rules uh, might have been altered and just uh, what what can we expect from this new season of kickball? Well, let me give you a, a really adroitly boring answer. Uh, <laughs> we have our captain's meetings in either March or April, and we haven't decided yet how many teams we're going to have, but there's um, – there's already chatter about maybe capping the league at a certain number of teams just to maintain um, be- because field usage is a problem for us. So the fewer fields that we have, the fewer teams that we can, we can use. Um, so expansion, that's only f- uh, just a facet of the expansion argument, which hopefully um, we can get Kelly down here and he can, he can just rip he, you into he can bl- Yeah, he can blow hard to his uh, heart's content. Um, <laughs> so is this sort of like a conflict between a more populist, inclusive um, approach or it versus the more tight-knit, insular approach? Both. I'd say there's, there's a constant phrase that people use called the spirit of the league, and it's pretty nebulous, and, it's, and it changes every year because as the league evolves, what that meant either – that phrase stands for something that was once long ago or something that is sort of fluid and changes as the league changes. And I, I believe it's fluid and changes as the league changes because some people have this really um, um, great memory of how the league used to be and how it was small and quaint and everyone knew each other. And it was all downtown businesses and, oh, golly gee, it was fantastic. But the problem is, is that's not inclusive. That doesn't allow people from um, like 23rd Street Brewery wouldn't have had a team because they're not on Massachusetts, and there's guys from Kansas City that play. They wouldn't have had a team. Who, um, and, you know, there's, it's, it's just a fairly narrow approach to how the league works, and there's more to it than just where the teams are from. So mm-hmm. um, in terms of how things were going to change this year, just to get back to that because I realize I segued off there, um, we hope to let the captains decide how that's going to change. And, and when those meetings occur, hopefully their input will push the league in a direction um, that either it, maybe it's maybe it's fine and the direction it is right now, or maybe it needs to change based on the needs of the teams. Mm. And Jackie, since you've been involved with the league, uh, sort of as an outside perspective, what where do you fall on this divide within the kickball league as to whether or not you want to keep it more um, uh, <laughs> more incestuous, so to speak, uh, just keeping like the original family of teams uh, clustered as a nucleus, or do you feel that it should be thrown open? Uh, and allowing more fresh new blood? Well, I think uh, it's sort of like the island on Lost. It needs to change. It needs to move around a little. (laughs) Now, ultimately, I think think there's a way to keep the the local flavor. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, I think there have to be limits on anything always, but there also should be this open olive branch to people that want to be involved and I think bottom line it's how many fields do we have and the protection of the fields that we use and are we going to be upsetting other people in the community because we're ripping up some school's grass or something you know or or we put big divots in something that we potentially you know the city allows us to use and I think you know that's where the bottom line is, is is do we have enough fields can we support it can we protect these fields and do it that way. And I think if we can have X number of teams and a few more teams that make it work, then great. Then I think we should do it. Do we, should we have 100 teams? I, you know, That seems a bit crazy for most people who do this on a volunteer level. That's a lot to coordinate and, and make happen. Because you know, I think bottom line, that's a big thing too, is these people, everyone who's involved with this league, 
they don't get paid. They do this in their time and their their free spirit to to work this. So you have to keep that in mind too. If you're gonna if you're gonna complain about things, well then get involved. And so let's have maybe a few more teams, but maybe not a lot more teams. It, it, current teams always have first rides. So if they choose to play next year, then they almost immediately are placed into the pool for the teams next year because we want to just breed that consistency. We want to keep having people who want to be involved, who already know the the spirit of the league, who already know the direction of the league, who already know what's going on. Um, And that way, honestly, if they're signing up for – because another argument is not just the expansion. It's also um, whether it should be competitive or whether it should be for fun league. Uh, Ah, yes. So okay, so you, I'm sure you've heard that before. Yeah. It's written walls all around town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Banksy is tagging it's, walls. Right. Um, and is it already too late to sign up for this season? No, like, it's still open. Okay, it's still open. It's still uh, send an email to Nick Lerner. Um, I should. I don't have his. Uh, I think it's uh, nl at nicholaslerner And I assume if they visit the website, they'll also find information about. This. Um, yeah, you'll either be fed back to me or to Nick. Okay, so all right. Um, I guess now in closing, uh, well, actually, before we close, uh, speaking of rules change, are you going to be implementing any uh, random drug testing? Uh, no. <laughs> no. That would be fruitless. <laughs> can you imagine what I can Random I can, drug testing. Yeah. To avoid any A-Rod. Yeah, know, we, we, certainly, we certainly don't want any A-Rod going down. <laughs> you are looking rather buff, though, Darren. I, I would That's, question that. Uh, you know, at my age, anything I can do to get ahead, you know? Belt is juicing. Injections. <laughs> Well, well, that, ex- that explains the shroom I, yeah, I, thought, I, thought, so I thought you just weren't showering, but no, it's, it's actually uh, m- so, musk. It is. It's the HGH seeping out of your pores. It's like rubbing my neck against a tree. <laughs> there are some random hairs growing out of your neck. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> Again, the, the, I just, you know, just as our little soundbite here, the Call Valley Kickball does not openly support people drinking and abusing and abusing alcohol but right. what they do on their own time yes. is their own. There's there's no way for you to control what adults do at their own time. Nor would we want to. No, yes. Th- that is not our job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well now in closing, uh what f- final comments, hopes, aspirations do you have for this new season of the storied Caw Valley Kickball League? Jackie Becker. Well, I guess for me, I want to continue to have fun. And I really, like I said from the beginning, you know, I've met so many new people in my life by playing kickball that I would never have talked to or met that work at a restaurant or, you know, don't go to a bar that I go to or whatever, you know. And it's been just amazing to get to meet people in the community and play this, like you're right, this, this youthful sport with them on, you know, Sundays and maybe a practice here and there or a pickup game and, and I think that's really wonderful, and I look forward to that. I mean, anyone who knows me, I mean, I've been trying to – anytime there's a nice day, I try to play kickball. And I suddenly have this group of 40 people that I text, and they come out and play. And I don't know these people beyond playing kickball with them. And it's pretty fun. So I'd like to continue with that. Uh, sword power, you know. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. no. Long, long live the bunt. Trash <laughs> Trash talking is encouraged. <laughs> no. So, are you, are you guys changing the name this year? Was there some rumor that there's going to be a name change? I have no idea. No. <laughs> I'm, I hope not, not because I'm not the captain. Okay. You know, I, I'd love to do another tournament at the end of the season. I think that was fun where we raised some money and had our first uh, two all girl teams, girl on girl action. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Good. And that cheers. was fun. So cheers I'd like to, to keep that. coordinating that. Double cheers. <laughs> Title nine strikes again. Exactly. Yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> Thirty years or four years. <laughs> uh, uh, Darren, I, I, I'll actually modify the question, uh, the closing question for you a little bit. Why do you think that Caw Valley Kickball has endured for as long as it has? Why do you think it has this? Uh, the spirit of the game that you talked about that is so unique and different from... And I've actually played kickball in other leagues, in other cities, and uh, those were fly-by-night tin pot kickball leagues. Like, Caw Valley kickball is like the essence of the game. Why do you think that... Uh, Lawrence and Kickball have gone together so well. Okay, I'm going to make a couple points. Firstly, yeah. we're sort of the anti-Title Nine. So when Jackie puts the, the all-girls <laughs> team together, it's fast. It's 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 sort it's a major victory because you get girls on all the team, the all-girl teams that play competitive kickball, and you can't have people are engaged in the game when all girls are playing. I mean, it, it, she says girl on girl action. It's not just that. It's just that it's cool to watch. <laughs> short it's, shorts, short shorts. Yeah, they, and I'll be honest. Uh, from my perspective, I would rather see um, the girls play in short shorts than guys. That's just my perspective. Okay, but on the game itself, it's the participants. The participants make the game. Um, the participants are building the community um, one game at a time, one field at a time. But um, our game is different than other independent leagues, as far as I can tell from what I've read on websites and what I've seen. Um, we only require teams field three women. Which is sort of anti-title, and I'm sure I get slapped by the athletic department of Kansas, <laughs> but uh, but they're not providing any funding for us, so I don't have to worry about their rules. Uh, they um, so that means you have mostly guys, just a few women, and we use an eight and a half inch kickball as opposed to a ten inch kickball, which is way more common. So the WACA, the World Adult Kickball Association, uses a ten inch ball. We use the smaller one. So mm-hmm. the smaller one makes it a faster game. It makes it. Um, a more athletic-oriented game, and, it, and it's just uh, so these feats of amazing ability show come out mm. with the eight and a half inch ball. So I think that makes the difference is how the game is ruled. And the people who started the league, uh, Scott Edwards and Natalie, whose last name escapes me right now, uh, they they set this up and they really set the platelet for us to follow. And all we're all we're really doing at this point is is uh, carrying on their legacy because they're the ones that put it in play for us. Mm. And uh, it can't be stressed enough that uh, Cobb Valley kickball has smaller balls. Smaller balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the steroids thing, man, I'm telling mm-hmm. you. It's killing us. <laughs> we love small balls. <laughs> it's not the size of the balls. It's, it's how you pound it's, them. It's how, how far you can pound them. I can't. You do that better than I do. I, can't do that. I could go on, but yeah, I, I know. I'm going we, to stop. Yes, this, stop this podcast gets turned into a tailspin of like testicle puns, but... <laughs> We'll end it right here on that rather degenerate note. Thank you very much, Jackie Becker and Darren Belt, for joining us here at Lawrence.com to preview the upcoming season of Caw Valley Kickball. We appreciate it. Thank you, Gavin. Thanks.